This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Welcome to the next thrilling installment of Weirdly Enough. Remember, you can get our podcast now on YouTube. Just search Weirdly Enough Podcast. Uh, They're all up there. Uh, Go and look, do comment and subscribe if you want to. You can also search anywhere you get your favorite podcast for Weirdly Enough or Weirdly Enough Podcast and you will find us. Do subscribe, please. uh, And then you will get uh, it delivered into your, is it a mailbox? Into your podcast directory every time we drop a new podcast which is roughly once a week uh so so that's good today we're going to be looking at a subject i know nothing about it's called creepy pasta and i'm joined by leon in the studio today who's going to tell us a little bit about what creepy pasta is good morning well, good afternoon good evening it's quite an interesting concept it's I, I don't like the name to be honest i think the name is kind of really odd and kind of yeah off, off button, like you know yeah. but creepy passage they're basically like horror themed kind of stories um, it's a very internet kind of best thing. Um, okay. And basically, I mean, they started off sort of about 10 years ago. Yeah. Mainly on things like Reddit, it became a thing. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's things like, you know, like what they call no sleep stories. Right. And they're basically, you well, know, um, because they're so scary. Because they're so scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's become a big thing on YouTube now where you get like channels where people will read them out. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a guy called Dr. Creepin. That's right. actually quite good. <laughs> uh, and Doctor No Sleep as well, no and they kind of and they have kind of weed off kind of animations and yeah, stuff, and uh-huh. it actually as as works quite well, like you know. Hmm. Um, now they can be very short, um, or they can be massively long. Like I mean, some of the ones that that guy Doctor Crapen does, I mean, you could be talking like an hour and a half, right? Okay, or us, and then Doctor No Sleep, yeah. those ones are uh-huh. very short. Uh-huh. Um, if you ever come across, um. There, there seems to be a bit of an influence from you know like Japanese urban legends, yeah, uh-huh. which was a thing that was kind of popularized through the internet. And it's like a kind of they're more, they're like a more kind of brief kind of version of normal urban okay. legends, right. you, know, uh-huh. we, we, you know, kind of quirky that way, like, like you know, haikus, haiku almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, creepy pasta. It's a portmanteau of the words creepy and copy pasta, uh, and copy pasta denotes viral copied and pasted text. Right. Apparently, it was coined in 4chan around 2006. Okay. Um, so it's quite a, you know, it's quite a, an old thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's, it's, it's become very popular lately. The Momo Challenge sort of came out of that. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was actually googling Momo Challenge yeah. when I was thinking about it. Momo. Do you remember that was a big thing a few, few years ago? It was ridiculous because I used to look at that, that picture, that creature thing, and just laugh. Uh, yeah, but apparently yeah. it scared a lot of people. But to me, it just looked like some... It's actually from a sculpture. Yeah, with bird hands and stuff. It's yeah, just yeah. ridiculous. And it's basically a hoax. It's another not urban legends, but it's one of these things that start off as a bit of fun. Yeah. But it sort of gathered pace, and then you got sort of gullible people sort of latching on that. Um, I remember the time the PS and I put out a warning <laughs> on their Facebook page. For people not to do the Momo challenge. It was like you had to do self-harm or something if you saw Momo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. People... <sighs> yeah, uh... But it's, again, this is one, it's one of these things. It's like people get very easily influenced. Yes. It's like, you know, the old kind of heavy metal uh-huh. kind of records that like allegedly 
cost people to do stuff, you know, because it was like back masking and stuff like right. that. Uh-huh. You know, but so sort of nonsense it's like, you know. What's the Slender Man? I see that coming up quite a lot. The Slender Man's an interesting one. It was actually quite skillfully done. It was done, um, it was a Sea created by a guy called um, Eric Kinson, also known as Victor Serge in 2009. And he basically created it on June the 10th, 2009. On a Fred and the something awful internet form. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and basically the Fred was a photoshop contest in which users were challenged to create paranormal images. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he basically said, you know, kind of create an image for a photoshop that's a bit scary. So he contributed two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he did was he supplemented a submission of snatches of text supposedly from witnesses describing the abduction of groups of children and giving the character the name The Slenderman. Mm-hmm. And I actually put a little quote. You can actually look that up under the... It's, it's kind of... It's quite well yeah, done. It's uh-huh. kind of a, a creepy almost like... Um, the quote under the first photograph read, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983 photographer on the one presumed dead. Yeah. Um, and the quote under the second photograph read, one of two recovered photographs from Sterling City Library, library, I can't even speak, library place, notable for being taken the day once 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, th- th- there you go. But he was inspired to create the Slenderman by Jack Parsons, that insidious beasts. Um, was Lovecraft kind of and Lovecraft was, too. yeah, and so was William S. Burroughs. And also um, video games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. So it was yeah. like basically there's different sort of influences, like mm-hmm. you know, it's a big cosplay thing. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot, of, a lot of cosplay, but you do need to be thin. That's the thing. You can't be a, a fatty to be the Slender Man. Probably help if you're quite tall as well. But Some of these guys, you know, they're you. You know, look at him. He's but bulging shoulders and all. No, you need to be quite skinny, I think. But it's an interesting Slender idea. Man. It's the idea that you can start off just with like a random idea like a discussion on an internet forum and now it becomes this whole yeah kind of thing are itself, you know? it. wasn't Slenderman a movie did they make a movie of it I think they might have yes hang on straight a video yeah 19 uh, sorry 2018 it was a video Slenderman Sony Pictures brought it out uh, the first um, the first thing that comes up on Google when you search for Slenderman is how bad is the Slenderman uh, Slenderman movie how bad is it <laughs> how bad sounds pretty <laughs> rubbish pretty to be bad, honest yeah. like yeah uh, uh-huh. But um, obviously, there there has been sort of slightly disturbing um, kind of cases where like people have copied stuff, but we'll not go into that. But mm-hmm. it's about the person. But um, no, it's an interesting thing because I mean, the internet's like it's kind of hosts like a whole lot of this kind of what I would call kind of new kind of storytelling, I suppose you could call it. Yes. I mean, one of the big things I came across is have you ever heard of ARGs? ARGs, no, yeah. what's that? It's alternate reality game. Okay. I call them. And I, I came across this because I was looking for material just for this podcast. Yeah. And there's a number of good channels like, um, what's the name of it? Uh, Nexpo is a very good okay. one. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called, it stands for like Nighttime Expo. Right. Okay. Um, uh-huh. and it's a, it's a guy, he does sort of investigations and the sort of internet based kind of alternate reality games where it's basically like they they create kind of whole kind of it's a bit like the kind of idea of creepy pastor yeah uh-huh. but it's more based around um you know like websites and youtube channels and stuff like that. okay 
Um, I mean, there's another good one. Um, uh, there's a, again, this is a new thing. It's becoming a thing on Twitter now where people tell these stories for Twitter. Mm-hmm. So somebody will put a, like a Twitter post up in character. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's almost like real time uh-huh. kind of storytelling. Like, you know, it's, it's quite, quite interesting that way. Like, you know, so, uh, so what other, um, creepy passes are there just to get back to it again? Yeah. There's an interesting one. Um, the, the SCP foundation, um, which is basically again, this is a thing that's one of the things you find interesting about creepy passes is they start off as a very small thing, and they just expand because so many people get involved, okay. and they kind of add their own bits. That so, you know, you get one idea, and you yeah, kind of uh-huh. you create a whole universe out of it. Um, and the SCP Foundation is it's a fictional organization, um, and it's secure, capture, and protect. It stands for, mm-hmm. and supposedly this organization that was founded years ago to like you know identify kind of mysterious phenomena yeah uh-huh. and, and kind of secured and investigate and research it um and it's like got like it's got like its own wiki and it's sort of okay. like it's become this whole it's it's very bizarre if you've never sort of come across us before and it's it's like a new thing to you uh-huh. um and there's things like the it's it's all done by code so it's scp0555 and it's described as something that causes anyone who examines it to forget various characteristics, thus making it indescribable except in terms of what it is not. Yeah. Um, SCP-249 is a coffee machine that can dispense anything that does or can exist in liquid form. Um, SCP-426 is a toaster that can only be referred to in the first person. Right. Um, SCP-173 is a humanoid statue composed of concrete and spray paint and stationary when directly observed but it attacks people and snaps their neck when the light line of sight with it is broken. It's extremely fast to the point where it can move multiple meters while the observer is blanking. Yeah. So it's very straight. I mean, it is like a, f- a full-on rabbit hole. Very odd. Um, I mean, you can look at the website itself but then it's spread to YouTube and people who are completely unconnected with the original thing uh-huh. are doing their own little YouTube explorations of it and adding more stuff on. Right. Growing all the time. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting concept, you know, how somebody can come up with a very simple idea. Um, and the thing I like about SCP is it's not as, it's more kind of, it's not as sinister mm-hmm. as, you see, the things like the Momo thing, they, they all, they want a bit sinister and you got all this, these people kind of, Doing these kind of copycat yeah, things, yeah. whereas the SCP is more kind of it's just more kind of Ed Lagdo of it. Okay, makes any sense, like you know. So these things kind of like fan fiction. Do people pick them up and uh, write their kind of own little stories on it, or or you know, once it's up there, is that the end of it, or or do people kind of add to it? And what well, they sort of develop over time. I mean, one example is Jeff the Killer. Yeah, that was supposedly this guy that Who was, was Jeff like, the Killer. Well, he, him and his brother were been attacked by Billy's. Uh, Jeff fought, fought them, um, beat them up quite badly. Um, he was attacked by the Billy's again in the cycle of revenge. Right, managed yeah. to kill all of this. This island, so it, it escalated quite quickly. Yes, um, and he was severely burned during the confrontation because they set him on fire. Right, so okay. it's about sinister. Yeah, so, um, but he got his own back then. Yeah, he ended up in a stay in the hospital, um, but he kind of turned to the dark side. Right, because he realised that he actually enjoyed hurting people, hmm. which is a bit sinister. Yes, it is. Um, so he was discharged, and then. 
for no apparent reason, he sliced his face off, leaving a scar in the shape of a smile, and cut off his eyelids for some reason. Right. Um, uh-huh. Because he doesn't want to sleep ever again. Again, this makes absolutely no sense. I don't really know how... So are these like you can you can find these on the internet and go and read yes. them if, if that's and if they, that's your thing. They they change over time and people write their own little bits and then people claim they've met Jeff the Killer. All oh, right, even though he doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. Well, there's Ted the Caver. Is he a real person? Is he somebody that actually goes into caves or or who's he? I I would argue that Ted the Caver is probably the oldest creepy pasta. Okay, um, because. It began as an Angel Fire website. I have no idea what that is. I remember Geocities or Geocities and Angel Fire, like really old build your own website kind of things back in the day. Very early internet. I mean, this is the days of like built-in boards and things like that. Uh Um, Early 2001. Now, this allegedly is documenting the adventures of a man and his friends that explored a local cave. And it's done in the format of blog posts. And they go in the cave and strange things happened. Um, strange occurrences, hieroglyphs, strange writings in the walls, and strange winds and strange creatures and yeah. whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a last blog post where Ted writes his companions aren't determined to investigate what's going on, and this time they're bringing guns. Um, and also he reckons there's something very supernatural going on because they're all experiencing these weird hallucinations. That's the final blog post. And so it's never heard of again. Again, it's one of these things people claim. Oh, you know, I knew Ted the Caver. Yeah. Even though Ted the Caver never existed. And then, you know, you'll see photographs. Oh, what's the last picture of Ted the Caver? <laughs> Even though he doesn't exist. Doesn't exist, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's just one of the interesting things about it is it's like, um, it's a sort of interface of kind of reality and, and kind of fantasy. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, so it's, it's kind of interesting that way, like, you know. Uh, so if people want to find out more Creepypasta, they can go to creepypasta.com, I believe, but there's also uh, YouTube channels and stuff if they search around for it. Say, to be honest, I would say if you're completely new to the whole genre, yeah, uh-huh. probably the best way to start is actually for YouTube. Okay. Because it's, it's, it, you, you can get, you go on these channels where you don't have to kind of scroll through all those tags and stuff. You can have... Guys, I mean that guy, Doctor Creepin, is very good. Yeah, because he's uh-huh. very kind of relaxed and sinister. Brilliant. And he, it, it, you can kind of really get into the kind of stories. It <laughs> actually works as very kind of kind of modern kind of storytelling. Like, you know. Brilliant. Well, uh, I'm sure else our subscribers will go and check that out. If you have any creepy pasta stories you want us to have a look at, podcast at weirdlyenough.com. You can get in touch with us on the socials as well. We're on Facebook. Just search for Weirdly Enough Podcast. Uh, or we're weirdly enough PC on uh, on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Uh, I've got uh, a few short snippets and uh, weird stories coming up right after this. So I uh, always like to have a bit of a look around and see what weird stories there are in the uh, in the news. Uh, it's generally the red tops, but all sorts of other places as well. I get resources, and this was one was from Wales, Cardiff. A father has been left appalled uh, following a visit to a sweet shop in Cardiff with his ten year old daughter after discovering the shop sold a whole range of saucy treats: penis penis shaped uh, lollipops, chocolates. Sorry, can I just interrupt? What? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm reading aside. I know, but it's it's not about family friendly podcast. Oh, is it right? Well, we can. Did my ears deceive me? What you no, were just? I just imagine what, what you were just saying there. There was uh, jelly super sperms as well. 
That's disgusting. All available for for purchase as well as a, a candy willy. This was all available in the shop, like by the till. It wasn't stuck down some back back room and or, was or anything. This was in Cardiff. The dad told the local paper he wasn't a prude, uh, but was extremely surprised to find the sweets on full display right next to the till. He said he, uh, it's stuff he'd half expected to find now in Summers, but not in the it sweet might be, shop. It might be a bit down market for Alan Summers. Though, <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know those uh, new doorbells that people have now that, that have videos in them? Oh, God, no. Well, you'll see uh, you'll see footage on YouTube of would be robbers spotted by the home security and they, they run off. Yeah, but yeah. there's a whole compilation of uh, videos featuring thieves trying to steal Amazon and other home shopping packages. But now a thief of a different caliber has been spotted by security cameras making off with an Amazon package from a front door in Bristol. But this isn't Bristol, England. It's Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, a bear can be seen on the video shared on Facebook carrying away an Amazon package. I'm wondering, though, if the animal was worried uh, about another lockdown panic buying session coming as a package contained toilet paper. People were buying toilet paper off Amazon instead of just going to the local... Can you... I don't even know... 7-Eleven! I don't even know you could buy it off Amazon. You can buy everything on Amazon. Amazon, Yeah, Yeah, everything. I suppose... I think in America they use it far more for groceries, uh, which is a a bit odd, but yeah, I suppose. Yeah, why not? Uh, And I love this. This is... uh, uh, why is it right that people can't just get some sort of simple celebration when their offspring offspring reach another year? Uh, they all have to try these ex, uh, extravagant celebrations with parties and cakes and all that, and presents and people over and stuff like that. So a lot of unnecessary faff, I think, when most kids would prefer 20 Benson hedges and a quarter <laughs> bottle of vodka. Definitely, yeah. Anyway, some of these parents took to TikTok after they arranged a party visitor that didn't go to plan. Uh, see, what they did was organise a full-sized Bigfoot. What? Look, what do you mean a full-size It was Bigfoot? like a full-sized person dressed as a Oh, right, yeah. not like a total no, Bigfoot. No, not the one himself. Inexplicably, he was wearing a tutu to appear. Uh, he appeared at a window before being ushered inside to give the six-year-old daughter her gift. Uh, the event didn't go to plan, however, as mass panic broke out amongst all the kids at the party with screaming... Uh, and uh, shouting and some social media uh, users went on to say the kids would need therapy have a search for it online <laughs> it's rather fun it is crazy uh, all the kids running about and all what the, what were they thinking what were they thinking is what we'll end this podcast on again uh, what's the one about next week do we know yet um, yes it's about are we living in a simulation are we living in a simulation simulation theory and all of that uh, that sounds interesting can't wait to cover that We'll be back uh, next week. Do search and subscribe, Weirdly Enough Podcast. Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.